you keep your Bibles there in Luke chapter 18, we'll be studying a lot from this chapter. So if you keep your Bible there, uh, we'll we'll look at these verses that Amos read that uh, in Luke 18 verse 18 it talks about a, a certain ruler asked Jesus what he must do to inherit eternal life. And verse uh, 20, Jesus told him to know God's commandments and keep them. He's telling us the same thing today. In verse 21, the ruler answered Jesus and said, I have kept all these commandments since I was a child. And if we think about what he said there, he he had kept all the commandments since he was a boy, he said. As God on earth, Jesus knew that he his heart. In Jeremiah verses 17, verses 9 and 10, it talks about, God tells us about our heart. He says, The heart is deceitful above all things and beyond cure. Who can understand it? In verse 10, he says, I, the Lord, searches the heart and examines the mind to reward a man according to his conduct, according to what his deed deserved. Jesus knew this man's heart. He knew that he liked one thing. In James chapter 2, verse 10, it tells us there in James that if we fail at one commandment, if we fail at one law that God has given us to live by, we are a lawbreaker. We are separated from the Lord if we break one law. In uh, Isaiah 59, 1 and 2, it talks about your sins separate you from God. This man liked one thing. He was very wealthy. It says in verse 22, he heard this, he came very sad because he was a man of great wealth. Jesus looked at him and said, how hard it is for a rich man to enter heaven in the kingdom of God. We know that God's Word tells us about laying up treasures in Matthew 6, verse 19 and 20. He tells us to lay up treasures in heaven, not here on this earth. We are told that we need to lay up treasures we're at in heaven. If you look at uh, Hebrews chapter 11 and all those that it talks about early in Hebrews, I mean, uh, chapter 11 there, it talks about how their faith led them here upon this earth. It talks about how this world was not what they was looking for as their home and the things of this world did not matter to them. If you think about in the Old Testament, Job in chapter 1, verse 21, when all the thing, bad things started happening to Job, when all of it was lost, he said, Naked I came into this world and naked I will leave. Blessed, bless the name of our God. That's the way we should feel about this world as far as having things and having material things. But money is one thing that will lead us away from God and the money, the love of money is, is the root of all evil. So keep that in mind as we go forth. In Acts 1 verse 24, the Apostle Peter said, Lord, you know, you know everybody's heart. 
we know that Jesus knows our hearts. God knows our hearts. In Hebrews chapter 4, verse 13, He says that everything will be laid bare to the one who we have to give an account. Everything we do, if we got sin in our lives now, God knows it. He knows we got sin in our lives. And if we got sin in our lives as a Christian, we need to take care of that. We need to ask God to forgive us. And if it's a public sin, ask for the prayers of the congregation. In Matthew 5, verse 3, it tells about being broken in spirit. If we're broken in spirit, that means that we deny ourselves. That's what that verse means. We deny ourselves. We take up the Lord's cross. And like in Luke 9, verse 23, it'll tell us that if anyone comes after Christ, Luke 9, verse 23, then He said to them all, this is Jesus, if anyone would come after Me, he must deny his, himself and take up his cross daily and follow after Me. This is something we need to do daily in our lives if we are followers of Christ Jesus. The Apostle Paul said in 1 Corinthians 11, 1, Follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. We know that we need to do this daily in our lives. We need to trust in God that He will do this. We're all taught by God. Last Sunday, Andy used a verse in Isaiah chapter 2, verses 2 through 4 about the coming of the Lord's church upon this earth, this kingdom that we live in right now. The kingdom of God is here and it's in heaven. His church is established. He said there in verse 3 in Isaiah that God will teach us. God teaches us, not no man basically. We have the Word of God here in front of us. It is complete. It will not change like man does. And man cannot lead himself. We, we learn that from Jeremiah 10.23 that, that he cannot lead himself. In Proverbs 14.12 it says that everything he does will seem right, but it will only end in death. So for us to take warnings from this lesson here this morning, I'll say this before I go on, that if we think we are going to go to heaven by coming to this location one hour a week for Bible study, one hour a week to worship God here at this place, and think we are going to go to heaven, we will have a sad ending to our lives. And this is what a lot of Christians think this would do. We are commanded not to forsake the assembly, don't get me wrong, but this is just part of learning how to be a Christian and how to handle God's Word out here in public more so and how to teach somebody the Word of God. And Andy does a great lesson of bringing God's Word to us and teaching us what we should do. We need to remember that we're taught by God and, and if you look at the, I think it's 1 Corinthians chapter 1 or 2, it'll tell us there about how uh, and get to it. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12 and 13, we have not received the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God, that we may understand what God has freely given us. This is what we speak, not in words taught by human wisdom, but in words taught by the spirit 
expressing spiritual truth in spiritual words. This is with the Apostle Paul speaking here. He tells us that we are taught by God. We're all taught by God. And the lesson that the Apostle Peter brought on the day of Pentecost was with the first gospel lesson recorded. We have lessons that we need to learn about and, and, and we need to know that we are taught by God and not no man. In Ephesians chapter 4, Ephesians chapter 4, verses 20, it says, You, however, did not come to know Christ that way. Surely you heard of Him and were taught in Him in accordance with the truth that is in Jesus. You were taught with regards to your former way of life to put off your old self, which is been corrupted by its deceitful desire, to make a new in the attitude of your mind, and to put on the new self created to be like God in true righteousness and holiness. The Apostle Peter told us in 2 Peter chapter uh, 2 or 3 when he was talking about the, this world, how it's going to end. Everything is going to be burned up. Every material possession that we have will be burned up. The money that we have in our pockets or the money we have in a bank account will not mean a thing when this world ends. Only thing will mean anything will be how we have helped God's will and done God's will while we was here. He says what kind of people we are to be there in verse 12, I think. He says that we should live a holy and godly life the time that Jesus and God has given us here. This world will not stand. It, it will fall one of these days. It will all be laid bare. All the teachings of God will lead us to be what 2 Corinthians 5.17 said. If you are in Christ, you are a new creation. The old has gone. The new has come. A lot of Christians want part of that old with the new. And they will not give up that old part. And so we are taught by God to give up the old way we had, the sinful life we had. We, we've been forgiven for all our sins if you're a child of God. Then live according to God's will from that point on. We, we need to make a, a choice. Who are we going to follow? In uh, 1 Kings 18 verse 21, the apostle, I mean the prophet Elijah came before the people of God and said, Choose, why do you waver between two opinions? If God is God, follow God. If Baal is your God, follow Him. Baal, there is Satan. If, if that's the same way with us today, if God is our God, we need to be following after God. We need to be keeping His commandments. We need to live a godly life while we've got this time that Jesus has given us. We're told in, in, in uh, John chapter, 1 John chapter 2, verses 15 through 17, not to love the things of this world. There's three things that are mentioned in verse 16. The craving that we have for worldly possession. The lust of the eye, which we should never have and also the boasting of what we have and what we do. We don't need to boast except 
Christ Jesus, our Lord and Savior, boast in Him. We, we see this part about the love of money. The love of money, I think, will cause more Christians to lose their salvation than any other thing because love of money will bring possessions, material things, and lead you away from God, lead you away from doing the things of, that God would have you to do. God said in James 4.4, 4, if you are a friend of this world, you are an enemy of His. This world will lead us away from God. And Jesus taught about this world so much. And Andy used a verse just lately in John 16.33 where He says, you'll have trouble in this world if you live and not a Christian. But He's told him, take heart, I have overcome the world. Which means if we live in Jesus, we can overcome this world. We can overcome the desires we have for material possession, the desires for money. Christians will a lot of times take money and use it as their security. We got God's Word as our security. We need to study God's Word, know God's Word more, and do God's Word more. If we do not produce fruit for the Kingdom of God, if we just sit on a pew, like I talked about a while ago, and think we're going to go to heaven, we're not. We have to do the will of God. Matthew 7.21 says that only those that are going to heaven, the only ones, are the ones who does God's will. So we cannot love money and love this world and be a child of God. It's just not possible. Christians nowadays are commanded to lay by and store upon the first day of the week. 1 Corinthians 16, 1 and 2, the Apostle Paul gave us instruction to lay by and store on the first day of each week what we have earned. We, we, we earn money somehow. Every one of us does. But there's a commandment to lay by and store. So if I miss next Sunday, do I have to lay by and store? Is that a commandment for me just to overlook? No. If you miss service, you still have a commandment there. That's why basically we say at the end of our worship service, those who want to give, give in this basket over here. But we have a commandment to lay by and store each week. When we miss several uh, days of worship, then we give up on the first day of week. We take that opportunity to give. When we miss that, that don't, that don't uh, give us the right not to lay by and store what God has given us. If we read 2 Corinthians chapter uh, 9, uh, about verse through 6 through 8, it'll tell us if we give like we should, God is going to bless us. He's going to take care of us. We will always have enough to to uh, give like we should. And 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 sometimes a Christian will disobey this this rule uh, because basically because of love of money. Hebrews 13 verse 5 says, keep your life free from the love of money. Be content, he said. How many of us are content with what we have? If we have clothing, in 1 Timothy 6 through 8, uh, 6, 8 through 9 there, it'll tell us, be content with food and clothing. We can't sometimes do that. We cannot be content. Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 through 
33 tells us that God will take care of us if we follow after Him and stay true to Him. The, uh, the rewards we have sometimes, uh, we think about what rewards will we have? Well, Peter asked Jesus that same question in this Luke 18. Look at verse 28. Peter said to him, We have left all to follow you. Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth, Jesus said to, to them, No one, that includes us, no one who has left home, our wife, our brothers, our parents, our children, for the sake of the kingdom of God. And that's, that's something we ought to think about right there, what he said. He tells us there at the beginning, home. Abraham left, went to a land he never was in before because God told him to go. If a wife is trying to lead you astray, he, he, he's talking there, our wife, our brother, a brother trying to lead you astray, your family, your own earthly family sometimes will try to lead you away. He said in verse 30 there, will fail to receive many times as much in this age, this age we're living in, and the age to come, eternal life. That's what this ruler asked Jesus. He asked him how he can inherit eternal life. Paul, I mean, Peter asked that same question and Jesus told him. He's telling us the same thing. You know, uh, we have to choose what we're going to, how we're going to live in this life. We've got, we got to choose who we're going to follow. We're going to follow this world or we're going to follow God. Are we going to keep His commandments? And uh, Joshua 24:15, Joshua came before the people there of Israel and said that. But if you if serving seems undesirable to you, then choose for you this day who you're going to follow. Who you're going to follow? And then he said, as far as me and my family, we're going to serve the Lord. Can we say that when we're when we got hardships and, and tribulations and trouble in our family? The apostle Paul said in Acts fourteen twenty two that we must go through any hardships and tribulations to enter the kingdom of God. We're going to be mistreated if we are Christians. First Peter four tells us that too. First Peter four eleven tells us when we speak God's word, we should speak God's word, not some other man's word. We have many, many false preachers in this world that will lead us astray. We need not to be following after them. In Matthew 13, verses 1 through 23, Jesus talks about the parable of the sower. In Luke 8, verses 11 through 15, he, he explains this parable to us and to them that was there at that time. And one thing he says from verse 11, he said the seed is the Word of God. The seed is the Word of God. What does, if you plant a seed out here, what does it need to grow? It needs moisture. What is moisture to us? It's God's Word. The Bereans in Acts 17, 11 was more noble than those at Thessalonica. But that... They studied the Word daily to see what Paul was saying was true. We have a, Andy preach to us each Sunday and he does a great job, but we need to follow. 
God's Word when He's talking from God's Word. We need to know that it's true. How, how can we know that? The old King James Version in, in uh, 2 Timothy 2.15 says, Study to show thyself approved. A workman who is not ashamed of the Gospel, but rightly handling the Word of God. A lot of versions will say divide. How to divide the Word of God. We, if we don't have this, we're not going to grow. We're not going to grow. The, the Acts and Luke uh, 8 verse 12 there, it talks about the first one. These here, but does not understand it. Satan comes and snatches away what was sown in their heart. When you hear the Word of God for the first time, and a lot of people I see are like this, they hear something that will interest them, that somebody will talk to them about the Word of God. But when they go back out, they, they, they hear a man say, oh, that's not so, that's not so. You don't have to do that. You don't have to be baptized. You don't have to... Jesus died for our sin. That, that's what He done. He, he took care of our sins. You don't have to be baptized. But you hear that. These people there was like that. They did not, they did not grow from that part on. In verse, verse 13, the rocky path they heard, they received with joy, but they have no root. No root is because they went away from the, the Word of God. They went away from that part. They did not study. They did not study like we were talking about there just a minute ago. Uh, we got to have every day the Word of God in front of us if we want to be true to God. Second Peter 3 verse 18 says that we must grow in the grace and knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, always giving Him honor and glory. If we don't do that, we are failing God. and we'll, fit, we'll quickly fall away if we don't grow and learn God's perfect will, like I said a while ago. In Romans 12 verse 1 and 2, it talks about how we renew our minds, renewing and studying God's Word. In verse 2, it says, so that we can test God's perfect, pleasing Word. How can we test God's Word if we don't know it? And that's what I mean. We have to study. We have to be with God every day. We have to be understanding God's Word. And it's, it's not hard to understand. The Apostle Paul said in Ephesians 3 verse 4, when you read, you'll have my insight. In 2 Corinthians chapter 1 verse 13, he says, I write nothing that you cannot understand, that you cannot read and understand. Nora, she's just eight years old, I think. She understands God's Word. And she's just such a little girl. She's just a perfect little girl just about. We can all understand God's Word. When we say it's hard to understand, we don't want to put time in. We don't want to sit down and study God's Word. We don't want to pray and ask God to help us. And, and that's what it is. Verse 14 is those that hear and obey, and but the life that they live, the world that, they, that we're around, it pulls them away. It, it, it just it, it takes everything that they learn from God out of their mind. The deceitfulness of wealth, they become like the world. They will cheat. They will lie. They'll be unfruitful. And there again, you go back to Matthew 7, 21. The ones that are going to go to heaven are the ones that are going to do God's will. If we don't, if we don't have the desire to do God's Word, we, we 
we're going to be lost at the end of our days. We're going to be we're going to be in a sad situation, and you know uh, we're told in several places in the Bible about how to be pleasing to Him, how to know His Word, how to live His Word, and we just don't sometimes think this is what we should be doing. And there we put our opinion in it. We put our opinion in God's commandments like the ruler was so rich and had so many things, he went away very sad. Well, I'll say this again. If we think we can go to heaven by coming here one hour for Bible study and one hour for worship service on the first day of the week and go to heaven, we're in it for a sad ending to our lives. In Matthew chapter 25, Matthew 25, it talks about those who are going to go to heaven. From verse 31 down to verse 39 or 40. Uh, in verse 41, it'll tell us where we're going to be if we live like the world. It says in verse 41, Then he will say to those on his left, Depart from me, you who are cursed, and to the eternal far prepared for the devil and his angel. We know that heaven is a prepared place for those who are prepared. John 14, verses 2 and 3. The Lord said to his apostles, He was going away to prepare a place for them. And when He'd come back and take them to that place. We are the same as what He said to the apostles. He has gone away. God has prepared a place for those who want to go to heaven. But He also is a prepared place for the devil and his angel. In Revelation chapter 20, verses 10 and 11, it talks about how Satan and the false prophets will be thrown into hell. For eternity. For eternity. Revelation 20.15 says, if your name's not written in the book of life, that's where you'll go. That's where I'll go. We have to take this at heart. We have to, we have to understand that salvation of our souls is the most important thing in our lives. And if we don't do the things God has commanded in our lives, we're going to face judgment one day unprepared to meet our Lord. Second Corinthians verse 5, verse 10 says, We'll stand before the judgment seat of Christ to give an account of what we have done in this body, whether good or bad, where we are saved or not saved. The Lord will judge us one of these days. And I hope that just talking a few things about this, I, I did not say the things in a proper kind of way, I guess. I, I, I have trouble sometimes speaking, but I do think I have a little knowledge of God's Word like Paul said in 1 Corinthians chapter 2 when he came before them. I stand here before you because I worry about what I say about God's Word. I hope I always say the right things that is pleasing to God and I hope one of these days I'll be in heaven with you all too. I hope we all go to heaven. But if you're not a Christian, you don't even have the hope of heaven. We don't, you know, we see a lot of people fall away from God. We we see a lot of people that obeys the gospel and they start out real strong and then they'll fall away. 
It's not that they're not a child of God. They're just, they're just not in perfect standing with God. All they have to do is turn from their heart, ask God to forgive them, and He will. He will. And return and do the things that God has commanded us to do. If you're not a child of God, you don't have that hope. So whatever your need is at this point, you choose this day where you want to go to heaven or go to hell, but you choose how you want to be this day as we stand and sing.